Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. Listen to my outro at two times speed, Jiminy C. And we're doing a different kind of episode today. Joining me is the producer of the Money Lab podcast, Steph Halligan. Hi, Steph. Thanks for being here. Hi. Well, I mean, you live here. I know. So <laughs> thanks for showing up to this room. I did it at this time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, Andrew. <laughs> no, Andrew today. He's not here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the Andrew. Today. We might do that a couple times. Not have Andrew here? Maybe. I mean, I love being on this show. It's been a year. You're Thanks. back. You're back by popular demand. By popular demand, but it's been, you know, that this is the one year anniversary of the Money Lab podcast. No, it is. Wait, when do we start? Uh, April twenty second was the very first episode. Well, so this is this marks that date because of when this is coming out. So this is your like one year podcasting anniversary. Oh shit! Happy anniversary! Thank you babe thank you <laughs> and um that's a big deal it is a big i'm you know i'm not one for celebration that's why i'm making you celebrate we didn't we're, we're drinking water yeah and nothing can't even <laughs> cheers can't i'm not gonna high five you because we don't do that in this house that's right <laughs> we don't, no high five <laughs> no high five so no fist bumps i'm not allowed to uh-uh it's so, too broy. no it is yeah but congrats thank you and that's, I feel like, a perfect celebration for this episode today because we're talking about the actual podcast. We're getting like meta. It's yes. all shit. Yes. And you started producing when? I started producing in December of 2018. Mm -hmm. Maybe end of November. But basically, since that time, I have been in charge of topic selection, yep. episode design. Yep crafting the questions for you and andrew to dive into collecting all the middle name suggestions collecting the freaking middle name suggestions please everyone send more i'm running out of good ones i go. will not you heard it here first insert middle names that aren't funny unless i run really low so please okay. send those in be creative be creative and i think you know by the time this episode comes out too we're doing new podcast ads yeah which is fun mm -hmm. but uh yeah i think producer of the show oh also editing right yeah, the editing. actual audio i think uploading I <laughs> uploading to megaphone sure public, yeah all the things writing the description yep yep, yep. title episode every, everything basically i just show up hit record hit stop and <laughs> send then send me the file and then somehow it, no i don't even Upl do that upload the file oh right it automatically uploads yeah lucky you I but i'm just like soup to nuts the whole process yeah. i think when i tell people i'm doing podcast production because i'm doing other shows too not just this one yeah people are now like, yeah because of this one right but yeah but it's like oh you're editing the audio files and it's like no i'm actually in charge of like creative direction yeah or basically like yeah coming up with topics that are relevant based on the brand theme everything i just read and and, and i'm about to read right exactly so before so, we get into so it in this episode <laughs> We're taking a look behind the scenes of producing this podcast, the Money Lab Podcast. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right. Well, we're going to talk 
we're taking a behind the scenes look at what goes into producing this show and what I think it takes to make it an entertaining and a high quality podcast. And again, we already mentioned it is the one year anniversary of the show. Uh, I remember back in, what is it? Back in October when we did the 30 days in a row, so we, we produced 30, because what, what number is this? 30, 73? Yeah, something, Episode something 73. like that. Um, but we did 30 of them in October. Yeah. So. And I wasn't on board. So no, you, you were. were that was, you and Andrew were coming up with freaking daily yeah. podcast topics. Yep. But I think, too, after that point, you learned what the show was and wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then I, I well, yeah, but you too. because you knew. That's right. Well, it's it's always nice. I think when we talk about production, and I think that's the point of this episode today, which is like, what is why is production valuable? Mm -hmm. Like, we're in a new podcast studio. It's it's one of our rooms in the house. Mm -hmm. We're producing the show at a high quality because of like the equipment you have, but then also there's an element of strategy that goes on with this podcast and I think should go on with lots of podcasts of like what kind of content do you do what kind of content don't you do yeah. and what does your show stand for well if I'm yeah I mean if I'm being honest which I try to be you know that that's your brand that's my brand way to stay on brand <laughs> so I struggled with coming up with episode ideas yes and I would always ask you what do you think of this idea? And then you were like, no. And you would always have a better idea. Right. And then you came up with these Roadrunner rules, which we'll talk about. Yeah. And all this other stuff. But um, yeah. So it was basically like I was always relying on you anyway, privately. Right. And then I'm like, like how do you understand the show? But I don't understand <laughs> it. Like, how do I, how am I struggling with coming up with topic ideas yet you don't? Right. So I was just like, do you want to, I don't know. You were like, I'll just do it. I think mm. one day. Sure. But, Real quick, you put this in the. Um, let's. Be, this is very meta. The show, by the way, because we're talking about the podcast on the podcast. Yeah, but I'm also looking at us. We're sitting at my desk. On one screen, we have uh, Logic, and it's recording both of our voices, right, uh, on two different microphones that we have set up to the desk. And I bought this whole big system that I put together that I'm going to write an article on Money Lab about. So all of the like technical details of what we're doing will be published. At some point, because it's way too technical to go over in this episode and it would be super boring. Um, but also, I want to talk about the download trends. You you have here 1,700 to 2,000 downloads per, over episode. per episode over the last month. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I was pulling out the numbers because we're at the one-year anniversary mark. Yeah. You started from scratch you had you yeah, had yeah. some help because you were on listen money matters with andrew not right away not right away and and we didn't public we didn't promote it too much sure and the money lab i have money lab the website sure. that's been around for a couple of years you had an audience elsewhere that wasn't on a podcasting platform yeah and yeah. at that time i had about probably 1300 subscribers on the list sure and I still have 13 subscribers on that list. 1,300 subscribers on that list. Right. You clean because it. Because I clean it and it's like, yeah, it's sure. evolving. So people are kind of finding out about it through that way. I think hitting, you know, the trend towards 2,000 downloads an episode for a year, especially because it tracks the Money Lab audience you have over email, yeah. is really good especially because you are a very highly tactical specific podcast. type of business podcast. Yeah. Also, we've done very bad at promoting the show. True. It's really been extremely organic. And it's been and really just because of the Money Lab existing Money Lab audience really. R right. Like people who already know me. Which is also word of mouth. Right. Money Lab the website yeah. is not promoted very well either. No, it's terrible. If you're going to say traditional marketing, but I sure. think, again, part of today's show is talking about what are the the important value of highly produced content, well-produced content, thoughtful content, crafting a brand theme so yeah. that you're on brand so that everyone now knows the type of episode to expect on Money Lab. Right. And it's you and Andrew get to do you and Andrew, mm -hmm. but it it's strategic and it is structured. Yeah. It's like, here's the container for you guys to play in, but Money Lab stands for this. And we don't do episodes like 
top 10 favorite business books. We did. <laughs> I know. In October when that came out. And I mean, you people were... like that episode, but I get why that that doesn't that the people other people do that. Sure. Other people do that. That's yeah. not what money books. I also don't about. read a lot of business books. But that was like that really that was the we can only do that once because that they were all my favorites and that's it. I have no more. I couldn't do that again. Sure. You're I not going to do 2019 version. Yeah, exactly. I don't think yeah. But the other the buy the other weird buy product that I did not expect to be to be to be fair is that it has actually created cons- more consistent income from Money Lab. Doing this podcast. Doing this podcast because this is the only external promotion that Money Lab gets besides the Money Lab the the website, which gets no SEO love, really, besides my name. You know, sure. people search for my name and they find Money Lab. Sure. Um, or, you know, the things it gets shared a lot on like Facebook and other social media channels. And it gets shared privately, you know, amongst other entrepreneurs for the things that I do there. But it's not like huge growth. And we have uh, uh, two courses. And I had from day one, we started promoting the SEO for bloggers course on this show. And it has created a consistent, Almost like I could, it works. I mean, every single month, the SEO for bloggers sells because of the show. And How I know that. How much do you think you make on that course? I'm going to say an average of $1,500 a month. That That's freaking amazing. Yeah. For, yeah for his 2000- Am I allowed to swear on this show? That's a joke. Yeah, I, know I edit all the episodes. I know. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, it is. First of all, it's your own product. Mm-hmm. You're not out chasing sponsors and selling ads because i've i sell ads for another show yeah and it's hard and it's a long game and it takes lots of hours so to have your own product that you're promoting consistently yeah all the time and also the months you did have a sponsor like hrefs yeah you did you saw the dip in sales for the seo for bloggers course yes which is great validation that your podcast at this level of yeah. like seventeen hundred to two thousand downloads an episode, cre- like it's basically like a dollar a download. That's almost. amazing. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's very lucrative. And if I if we grow it, hopefully everything else grows. Yeah. So, and I think just a testament to, I mean, you've said this before on the show, and we know the story of what's the money matters. Mm-hmm. You and Andrew were like. We got to get to 5,000 mm-hmm. before we sell a single ad. Yeah. Our only goal is to get to 5,000. I think that's a good goal for anyone in a podcast sense, right? Like, get sure. to, like, it's ambitious. It's like you've quote unquote made it or you have a successful show, but you, I mean, honestly, we're at maybe even a thousand when you got your first sponsor. And then yeah. since then, consistently selling the course, you made your own revenue stream. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Glad you get quieter there. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. I actually want to ask you questions today. Oh. About the podcast. Okay. Because I know you're always the question asker when you have guests on the show or even when Andrew's on, right? You're like driving the conversation. So I don't have to look at the sheet anymore? No. (laughs) Really? Yeah. All right. Do you want this mouse so you can control it? It's fine. All right. Uh, I, I want to ask you about now that it's like the one year anniversary, Mm -hmm. you're, you've doubled down on podcasting. Literally, we're talking on two mics. (laughs) You bought a second mic. Yeah. And not, I mean, not there's $350 mics on a $100 boom arms in a $2,000 rack system. Yes. Yes. It's, I put money into it. And I think part of the reason you put money into it is because you care yeah. about the production quality of things like this medium specifically in a way that I don't think a lot of people think about. Sure. But also there's, you know, like I have the ATR2100 uh, Audio-Technica microphone, USB mic. It's a great podcasting mic. Sure. You really can't fuck it up. Right. I have one of those too, you know? Yeah. And I... But the other thing, too, is like I come from an audio engineering background. Like I grew up recording music with my dad in his re- recording studio that he built, professional recording studio. Um, So I kind of have that background and that desire to make audio sound the best it can be. And I've also gone briefly to KYW News in CBS. I think it's KYW News in Philadelphia to learn broadcasting. 
right for a short for a short period of time but like yeah i was i'm very interested in the radio business model and then obviously podcasting when i first got into the podcasting i'm like oh this is <laughs> this is so easy music production's hard voice production and voiceover work you know recording that i right. i totally understand it right it's so easy for me uh, i also think your perspective is unique i mean one yes from an audio engineering mm-hmm. that sort of production perspective is super unique yeah i think the second though and what i think i want to talk about some more is the places you look to for inspiration of what is good content Mm. and you and i both listen to comedy podcasts we listen to pot you listen to beer podcasts we listen to podcasts and we consume media even online media outside of the online entrepreneur space and i actually almost exclusively um, yeah. yeah and i think i i just wanted to get your perspective on what actually inspires you to create a good show like what are your standards for what makes an actually a good show from an audio perspective and a technical perspective but also content wise versus maybe looking around in the online entrepreneur world for inspiration if i'm being honest i don't really have inspiration in the audio space right right now um but you can listen to a show and know it sounds good. Yes. And I and and Comedy Bang Bang sounds awesome. It's an awesome sounding show. Right. Um you've seen their setup and you yeah, know, I know what their yeah, studio they use these looks microphones. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but they have like a, a a small room where they do it and the only thing that I'm missing from the studio is is acoustic paneling to really deaden the sound in this room. For music production, but also for podcasting. Sure. Because there is a slight echo. If you listen to this very loudly on headphones, you will hear a slight echo, but it's it's pretty minimized. Um, and I listen to some beer podcasts that are produced extremely well. They care about the audio quality. One, because uh, the t- I only listen to two homebrewing podcasts. One of the guys comes from an NPR background. I believe he oh. used to work for NPR or a local version of NPR. Does he talk really softly he's got, into the mic? It, he's, no, he's got a good radio voice. It's okay. very, hmm. And, uh, and, and I love his show. And then um, the other podcast that I listen to, and I'll, I mean, the one I'm talking about is Basic Brewing Radio. And then the other one I listen to is called Brewlosophy. And he has an audio, he has a, he's, he has a good musical background. Sure. And I've, I've talked to him, I talked to both via email and asked them what they were using. And, you know, they, they were kind enough to tell me. And so just like out of curiosity, like more of a curiosity, like what mic are you using? Like, how are you yeah. doing that? And like, you also, I mean, you were in this long Twitter exchange mm-hmm. with other people online about what are you using? What yeah. mic are you using? Because you also know you're looking for that and you yeah. notice that when it was like someone's YouTube video, right? Yeah. And Caleb's. Caleb's. Oh, no, no, no. no it was no, uh, no. Sean West's uh, YouTube video on that he posted on Twitter and I saw his, he was using the same mic I, I use, but I was like, how, what preamp are you using? Because I know. Can I could, you tell me what a preamp is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this mic, these mics are very gain hungry they they require a lot of gain from whatever you're plugging it into to to make sound from them um they're dynamic and a preamp allows you to create that gain it's like it's a gain booster before it even hits your you know recording stack whatever that is if it's it's, in my case it's logic and i go into the scarlet so the scarlet which most people have like a scarlet focus right or some sort of like audio interface if you were to use this mic and plug it XLR into an you know a standard you know USB audio interface. You would have to crank the gain all the way up. Got it. The problem with that though is on a lot of these units, especially the cheaper ones, like the gain may not always be very clean. Sure. So when you're cranking all the way up, you're you're really just you know drawing a lot. And then they make this thing called a cloud activator, which is a a little box that goes in between um, the XLR of the microphone and something like the Focusrite. And that allows you to send 48 volts or phantom power to this microphone without damaging it so that you can add less gain. And that's what I used to use before. A preamp is basically replacing that, but then also adding on top of that, you don't have to use 
it it has like a you know it's like an amplifier so sure. like a guitar like a guitar is very quiet and you add a lot of gain to it and it gets uh distorted right which is the purpose of a guitar amp uh and then there's there's processing that goes through it so there's uh, a compressor there's a deesser there's a expander there's a gate um component and then the microphone goes through all of that yeah. on this one piece of equipment and then it goes into your audio interface. So you're having a clean produced um, like effect, you know, like you're, you're, you're creating the sound that you want to enter the computer. Okay. So th- that leads <laughs> into my question, which yeah. is why care so much? You, like you said before, you had that like, plug into your computer yeah. usb mic i forget what it is i've used it before yeah atr 2100 yeah it's every fine. mic should have a preamp besides those because they're not they have a preamp built into them sure but a lot of podcasters use those kind of sure mics. and they should especially when you're getting started so then why care this to this level i want it to sound as i want it to sound broadcast level sure. i want it to be like oh my god i'm listening to like npr which is you know they're do you using- think that subtly pays off over time if somebody is, I think to very, show. I think very few people care about it, but I mean, even like subconsciously though, if I'm listening to the show and there's a quality to it, yeah, the, well, that's enjoyable. So the same, the same idea that like when you go to a website and this is what I say, like in SEO and affiliate marketing and stuff, it's like you go to a website and if it loads fast and it looks clean, you, it just, you immediately trust it. You, just you may not even it. notice the design. You won't. you won't notice this audio. It's not, no, not it's subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Versus you'll notice bad audio. And there are many podcasts I've sure. tried to listen to because I'm like, I love this person. I love this topic. And then I'm like, oh, God, they're listening to like yeah. Apple are, headphones with like a with a little mic on sure. the string. There are exceptions to that rule, though. Yeah. So I listen to a podcast called Harmontown uh-huh. and they do their podcast in front of a live audience. Oh, that's a different. But you're right. but part of the atmosphere. Yeah, so they're using like probably pretty shitty microphones and sometimes somebody talks lower than the other one and it's like it's it's it could be better it could be better produced. Sure. However, you trust it because they're doing it in front of a live audience of That's people. That's part of the atmosphere. Right. It doesn't but, detract from it. But you immediately trust it because it's sure. like, oh, well not everyone gets to record in front of a live audience. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. So the audio could sound better. But it actually doesn't need to be because it's like, oh, we want these mics to pick up the ambience of the room and hear the people laughing or cheering when something happens. Right. So that and I so in that case, I would probably use different mics to do that. Yeah. Because, because I would, want that room sound. You want the pickup of yeah. the noise. Or I would create another microphone that just did that. It right. just picked up that sound. So so moving on from audio stuff, mm-hmm. when you think about what makes a good episode entertaining because here's the deal too is one of the things you and i talk about a lot is making things entertaining because at the end of the day this is media yeah and even if it's an informative media there's an entertainment component yeah to it that's important so i want to know i mean even looking back on listen money matters you were pretty instrumental in crafting what that show sounds and looks like mm-hmm. before there were any fun personal finance podcasts. Mm-hmm. What what makes an entertaining episode using that as an example, and then what makes an entertaining episode using this show? It's, it's personal preference. The Listen Money Matters show uh, became like the Listen Money Matters show was based very specifically off a show called Preston and Steve which was a morning radio show that I used to listen to on WMMR. Shock jock. Shock jock, morning zoo type of like environment. from Parks and Rec, like Ira and the Douche. Yeah, like Crazy Ira and the Douche. Not as, oh, they were, to me, I've you know, there's like, there's people like Bubba the Love Sponge and like, there's, they're very crazy. You know, they play sound effects and shit like that. Sure. Like it, it's a, but I always felt that there was a level of class with them that I had not heard from other morning zoo type shows. Uh-huh. Um, because the guy, the, the, the guy who was Steve, um, so Preston was the straight man, right? He played like, he was just a regular radio guy and Steve was a comedian. Yeah. Right. So they played, he would o- set him up. Yeah. And they then, played off that sort sure. of balance. And then they had other people, you know, they had, you know, the same as that Howard Stern has, you know, Baba Booey and all these, like, I don't, I don't even know if that's the guy's name, but they call him that. But like 
Gary, I believe his name is. Like they have, you know, characters part sure. of that are part of the show that are in the studio. You know, Robin is one of those people, and you know, Robin did the news and that was Kathy's role. So Kathy did the news and then they had like their, I've their never schleps. listened to Har- Howard Stern. So I know. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, I listened to Howard Stern uh, as well, Okay, but when, when he crossed over into Sirius is when I started listening to him. But I mean, I, I've I mean, no- you owned stock in Sirius radio <laughs> because of him. That didn't really pan out that well. But yeah. <laughs> um, that's where listen money matters was the, the sole I want it because that was what I was listening to. Like, there's a they have a podcast. Like, they they take their radio show um, after they do it and they make a podcast from it. Okay, and they remove all the commercials and all that stuff. They might add, then they add different commercials for the podcast. And I would listen to that every single day. Like, that was the only podcast that I really listened. What to. What was it called? Uh, Preston and Steve. Okay, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. And yeah. I I'm, I think I talked to my friend the other day. Like, I don't listen to it anymore, but he says, oh yeah, they still. They still do it because I don't live in Philadelphia anymore. So like it doesn't local Philly flavor. Yeah. And I probably should go back. I would go back and listen to it. I'd be curious what you thought about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's and it was professional. It was done at a real radio station all that, you know, yeah, like morning zoo. So part of I mean, if anyone listening to this hasn't listened to Listen Money Matters, like you intro the the episode with like heavy, heavy metal music, (laughs) heavy metal that I wrote. Yeah. You wrote that. Well, I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I, are you insulted that I said that? No, I just didn't know that. Yeah. But that makes sense. You write all your yeah podcasts. So I wrote, I wrote the yeah, I wrote it and recorded it, and then and that you, was in my dad's studio. Huh? Was yep. that real, uh, like instruments, or was it guitar and bass? Were huh. the drums I programmed? Cool. Yeah. And then you guys kick off the show with like a quote, and then you drink beer and talk about your beer for a couple minutes. Yeah. So the. Um, the 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 quote or the catchphrase sure. was ripped right from Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. I did that on purpose. Yeah. Because I loved the idea that like, oh, this is how you can connect with your audience on a on a new level. Like have them send in catchphrases for the show. Right. And, and like, like you do people, middle names for the show. Yeah, and- people hear their name and yeah, do middle names. Because I you want that connection to the audience. And then we would also read reviews at the end. Yep. You know, which again is and the reason I the reason I did that. It was very. It was a very conscious decision to say, and I can tell you this right now, straight up honesty. When I hear my name on another podcast, even small, yeah. If I hear my name on the when I used to hear my name on the radio, yeah. It, you there's a I don't know why, but there's some weird feeling that everyone gets. Totally, I had my. I left a review for a podcast. A couple months ago, and they read it out loud with yeah. my name, and I was like fangirling. It's a dopamine hit. It's yes. a big dopamine hit. And I sent it to my friends, and I said, "Did you listen to the end of the episode? It's yeah. me." And you're so much more connected to the show. Sure, you know. So I knew that personally because I've you know had my name mentioned on shows. I've been on traditional you know terrestrial radio. If yeah. You want to call it um, terrestrial radio? Yeah, I don't want to call it. That's that. what it's called. Yeah, like with like actual like. FM AM radio is called huh. terrestrial radio. Okay. Yeah. As, as opposed to serious. Extraterrestrial? You know. No, like 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 serious or something. Okay. Yeah. Um or podcasting. Yeah. So to, to be honest, I don't even know why they call it that. No, it's odd. Well, I guess terrestrial means like it's native. Of the earth. Yeah. And then extraterrestrial. That's what I was yeah, saying, right. like versus alien radio. Yeah, so that's what they call it. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah. So but, I what? Well, I was gonna say, I mean there's the specific elements of the show, uh-huh. but I also think too there's the flavor yeah, so, of the show itself that's important. So in Listen Money Matters, we drink cocktails or beer in the beginning. Uh, it is now baked into the intro, right? But that was not how it came about. We were so nervous <laughs> to record to record, and it's, and Andrew and I like especially like Andrew probably more so because I had done it. I had done a podcast before. Yeah, still nervous. Yeah. We drank, I think we, I think, I don't even know if it was beer. It might have been cocktails. It might have been straight whiskey to, to literally like take the edge off before we started recording because we were nervous. Yeah. And then, but, and, and I literally, as a beer and booze connoisseur, I asked him, like, what are you drinking? Right. Cause I wanted to, I really want to know, like, what beer is that? And, and it became 
we realized it was a thing because we don't we didn't actually do it in the beginning. We didn't do Not it on every. It wasn't consistent. Oh, interesting. And then it felt like so baked into the show. Yeah, it's all organic. And then everybody was emailing us saying like they would end with "What are you drinking?" or like "This is my favorite part" when you guys talk about the booze. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then we like then we made a conscious decision like. Let's drink on every episode. Right. And I've noticed, you know, we've noticed after that, like a lot of people have taken that concept and sort of ran with it. Especially but that's, in personal finance. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it, you know, it's hard to, you know, I know it's, I know it's, a, I know it's a form of flattery. I, I tend not to see it that way all the time. Like, uh, but <laughs> then again, stole my shit. Yeah. But then I, again, I, I, you know, a form of flattery to Preston and Steve was the heavy metal music in the beginning. Sure. And that's what and the, catchphrases and catchphrases to comedy. Bang, bang. Sure. It was, it was a, it could be you could call it a ripoff, you could call it an homage, but I I I took those ideas and I said I want to do those too. Those right. were to me good ideas. And then I mean, it's been a year of this podcast. You've mm-hmm. been podcasting for six years. Since two thousand and six. Oh, way longer. Yeah, because I had a show that I did called The Arctic Fox. And that was if you want to talk about like as real as it gets, that was Probably more real than what we're doing right now. Yeah. Because we were, we went to my friend's house, Matt, Matt, Matt Passera's house, and Carlson, my other friend, got shipped to Afghanistan because he was in the Army Reserves, but this was during like, you know, and there was a war going on and still is, but yeah. um, he got shipped off and he said, you know what would be a great idea is if you guys did a podcast, and this is like right when podcasting was kind of just getting off the ground as a technology and as a medium, he was like, it would be cool if you did a podcast, but so that like, like instead of sending me books and letters and whatever we could send him as friends, you know, when you, when somebody goes to the army, like I can download a podcast from you guys and hear you guys and be in the same, like feel like I'm a part of. And you guys were just like, it was just normal conversation of you guys just like, or was it like produced for Carlson? Yeah, no. So it was, um, you guys we had a tape. We got a t- so it was at uh, Matt's apartment, and it was a whole the whole kitchen. That's sure. it was always set up. We had a table. We had booms. We had four mics. We had a piano. We had guitar amps. We had a computer dedicated to sound effects. We built a soundboard. We had another computer that was doing all the recording, and we had a phone hooked up. So it was we could take phone calls. We could do sound effects. Wow. We could do. We could play music live like yeah. like like literally play because we were all in a band so we were all musicians sure and so there's a lot of like ad lib stuff and i had another computer i think my laptop where i could play um actual like sounds and stuff but yeah. we did a lot of phone calls like prank calls and shit like that and we would play like we had a phone number and people could call in we actually had people calling in to the show and saying how much they liked us and then we would you know just call up a random friends and just have an interview with them. We would do, I would read the news. So I would have this, like I would, if that was the hardest part was like going and trying to find like Williamstown related news right. in like South Jersey.com or whatever it was. And find these like really obscure stories because Preston and Steve used to do this thing called the bizarre files. And they would just read these like, you know, just bizarre stories like, you know, Florida man's, type stories and so we would do that but it would be more specific to like carlson like hey what's going on in williamstown like oh somebody broke into the bank down the street or whatever (laughs) right um and then we would have sound effects like making fun of it and stuff yeah yeah that's fun yeah and that was how you got started yeah and then i fast forward you know you did listen money matters you Mm -hmm. left it you went back Mm -hmm. and then well i had other ones you had other ones in between Uh that's short-lived but why why were you craving a show? I mean, I know the answer. Do you? You're just like built for podcasting. I think so. I think you, again, all the audio engineering stuff. I um, loved. You love talking. Yeah. <laughs> True. I love radio. You love, you consume it. I think it's really important to be in a, in a medium that you actually like to consume yourself. You know, and I liked consuming it more before. I, I consume it a lot less now, but now that I homebrew and I have the elliptical machine, I find myself consuming more podcasts. They're mostly beer. Sure. Um, comedy I'll listen to when I'm homebrewing. Cause those are like, you know, two, two hours, yeah, yeah, two hours long and it's just like silliness. Yeah. Um, so I'll listen to those when I brew 
And I'll listen to podcasts. I don't drive that often anymore because we work from home and whatever, and I don't have to commute. So, But I think something really important about the stuff you consume and Mm -hmm. then wanting to produce this show, because I know for a while, you know, even before the show, you had the Driven show for a hot second. But the whole time, even kicking off this podcast, you were like, I don't want to be another douchey business voice no online i mean you don't want to be online with your website but there was always that it was there was like the tension between the desire to do a podcast and something you could talk about for hours literally you talked to andrew for like eight hours on skype about business (laughs) yeah the tension between wanting that and wanting to do it and knowing what this space can sometimes be like yeah how did you avoid that i don't i i think or or how do you still avoid it i, I think i still avoid it because of you oh <laughs> i mean that it's I not mean, like no a, it's true i i otherwise i don't think i'd be able to i think i would be like the, the month where we did all the episodes where we're like best business books and and seo tutorial and you know really specific and really like make money online type of you know the same thing that everyone's doing you know, they, and the other thing that, so that's that. Yeah. We don't interview anybody, really. Like, we bring on some people here and there, but for the most part, I know them. They, yes. So they I know have them to prior be, to. like, pretty close friends. Yeah. Um, And I think that, you know, a lot of business podcasts, they'll interview people. And it always naturally, I think, can turn douchey very easily because you have no idea what that other person's going to say or do. And then you can always just, you know, you always want to make the other person feel, you know, good for being on the show and relaxed. And so, you know, you don't want to confront them and say like, oh, that's a stupid thing to say or that's dumb. Right. You know? Which you can do with friends. Which, which I is can why do with friends. When you have friends why... on the show, yeah, you're like, like wait had... a second, don't do that. Or like. Yeah. Or we invite people on that share the same viewpoint. Like when we, we had Tim from Hrefs on, it was like we already knew that him and I were, you know, have kindred same, spirits. Same yeah, belief and, about marketing. Exactly. Sure. And so. I could say, you know, fuck this person or fuck this idea. Yeah. Right. He'd be like, absolutely. And then when we, when he, when it was time to promote that episode, he was like, oh, this is like the Joe Rogan of marketing because it's two people having a conversation and being as honest as humanly possible about like how much bullshit there is in not just online business, but business and marketing in general. I won't like business is one thing. Sure. Marketing is a, gross other thing sure but there is i mean business can be pretty twisted though like sure I, I mean and it's a fine line with money lab even on the website too yeah do you think so so man i have so many questions now do you think though that you miss out on a potential audience bigger audience by not having I don't know. We don't do a lot of like, we specifically don't title the episodes in an SEO friendly way. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of mystery, kitschy, funny titles. Yeah. So that we hope the existing audience is like, what the hell are they talking about today? Yeah. That was but conscious. We, it was conscious. But you look at a lot of other business podcasts and they're like, the word SEO in the title or like how to blank to six figures, sure. blah, blah, blah. There's clickbait involved. There's search involved. Do you feel any sort of FOMO from no. not doing that? Why? What? Wh- how do you sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I sleep at night. Right. Um, but I don't feel any FOMO. I want. I have a. I have an article on Money Lab that's about marketing a podcast. This definitive guide to podcast marketing. I think it's called. You can find it. Um, what I did with that was I. Set, I you know it was it was after I'd left I think I was I, yeah I'd left Listen Money Matters or I was still at the tail end of Listen Money Matters and I wrote like everything that we did right or at least I thought we did right in hindsight sure and the first thing the first thing on that list was designing a podcast for yourself because when I say that we did a personal finance podcast that was based off my favorite local morning zoo radio where it was like oh. Personal finance, yeah, heavy metal music, we're drinking, we're cursing, 
where I'm a dumb dumb. I don't know shit about personal finance. Andrew knows, you know, a lot more than me, but not a financial expert in any way. Didn't go to school for like find it to be a financial advisor or anything. We were, but that was exactly what I needed as a person who was struggling with finance at the time. And so I'm like, you know what? I would listen to a show that's like morning zoo, but talked about personal finance. Why doesn't yeah. that not exist? Yeah. And I think too, you know, looking at the trends of podcasts, what's happening online, it's really the era of niches on niches, like yeah. niching to an extent we've never seen before. And, and having that actually be of service to mm -hmm. your audience and actually getting an audience that sticks around and enjoys what's being produced consi more consistently than maybe something that's broader and unfocused. Yeah. And also, like, even with Driven, when I did Driven, that was only eight episodes. And the reason I gave up on it was I got tired of hearing the stories. You were I, just, it was an interview only show. It was an, yeah. It was, well, it was me and somebody else. And it was supposed to be sort of like a Joe Rogan, but more like a Mark Maron where I'm just getting your entire backstory on right. like how you got in. And that was the whole point of the the show was I was trying to figure out why in a more emotional level, why people like us tend to like flock to this type of lifestyle or this type of like, like what makes a business owner a business owner? Why you know, are like, they so driven? Why are they? Yeah. What makes someone driven? Yeah. And that was the whole point. And then I realized I don't care. <laughs> you wouldn't listen to this show no yourself no and so why would you ever put it out into the world exactly yeah and and i think too part of the reason i know i care about i mean i care about good storytelling yeah on lots of levels right like i i write i illustrate i have books the i think that that makes for good media. That makes for entertaining media. Mm -hmm. You can have tactical, you should have tactical specific information that yeah. speaks to your own experience because that's what this show is all about. Yeah. But at the end of the day, just like Listen Money Matters, yeah. it it needs to be relational and a story. Entertaining. And, and entertaining. And I think that's just wildly important. Yeah, I mean, with Money Lab, it's... I'm not going to talk about shit I don't know. Yeah. Because why? Well, and also, I mean, you mentioned this earlier. We've got Roadrunner rules. Oh, yeah. For you the wanna, show. You do that. The Roadrunner rules are, I mean, I love the phrase Roadrunner rules, and it's based off of the Roadrunner, like Chuck Jones. Yeah. I don't he, remember where I got that. There's a, I, there's a post that's like, what did Chuck Jones establish as the rules of physics? For the Roadrunner and, and Wiley Coyote. Coyote. Yeah, yeah. Like the Roadrunner can never hurt Wiley Coyote directly. Mm -hmm. Wiley Coyote, Coyote only gets in his own way and hurts himself. Right. Shit like that. It's a great name. I mean, you can call him something else like brand guidelines or whatever. But we've got, I think for the podcast, what helped frame episode creation and storytelling. Since December. Since December was coming up with the Roadrunner rules. Which you did. I didn't do have nothing to do with. Sure. You gave me the idea, though. I, I mean, I've never heard it. I didn't hear the Roadrunner rules. Yeah, but I don't that. remember where I got that. I got that from, a, I think, a documentary or something I watched, like a YouTube video I watched about animation. And sure. then, And it came up, and I was like, whoa, I love that. And again, looking to inspiration from the entertainment industry yeah. is actually... Which is what I always themes. do. Everything I do is... Right, is, exactly. But the, the rules for this show and maybe even the whole money lab brand are question everything mm -hmm. number one number two find a better way and number three open it up for debate or discussion so what does this episode fall in line with that <laughs> now you're putting me on the spot yeah i mean opening it up for debate or discussion sure. is literally making sure that you're talking about an uh, something you can dive into with the person you're talking to mm -hmm. because you always have someone else on this show. Again, going back to the example of top 10 business books, you can't open that up for debate or discussion. No, it's just a list. Yeah. You have favorites and that's, that's it. Yeah. Versus asking questions like why and how, mm -hmm. and is this important or is yeah. it not? That opens it up. Uh, I think the other piece is, now I'm blanking on the own, my own rules. Question, question, question everything. everything. Do it better, yeah. And do it better. 
And I mean, I think part of this episode specifically of doing it better yeah. is is diving into how we did it better or how we're trying to do it better. Yeah. And is better what is better and is it worth it and all yeah. of that stuff. Um, and just questioning, I think, from my perspective, what makes a good podcast and not necessarily looking to your peers for that inspiration, mm-hmm. but looking outside of that to something bigger. And if you go to moneylab.co slash about, there are Roadrunner rules printed there for the Money Lab brand. And then at the bottom of that is a link to the actual Roadrunner rules oh, that you can read. Awesome. Yeah. For, for the Roadrunner. Yeah, for the Roadrunner and the Coyote. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because I, I say, these are my Roadrunner rules. I got the idea from this this idea. Yeah. This, this Chuck Jones thing. Yeah. But I think, too, what's been great of having that... Constraint. Constraint. It's creative constraint because you'll come to me and go is this an idea? And you'll pitch me a topic or an Mm -hmm. episode and be like, is that a podcast? And sometimes it's a straight no. Yeah. And But a lot of times it can be like, hmm, there's something there. If you're like, I want to talk about, um, I'm about to like move my whole email list to ConvertKit. Is that a podcast episode? The sentence itself is not a podcast episode, but if you can tweak it and add it, it, reframe it, and as long as it meets those rules absolutely yeah opening it up for debate or discussion talking to andrew and being like is a f- email funnel worth it because like andrew doesn't have one like the one you're trying to build right. or yeah. um do it better is this the better way mm-hmm. um question everything should you even be doing this right. so broadening it having those rules gives it creative constraints so that we can like turn down topics because you and andrew have recorded episodes that i've said no to <laughs> yeah because they were just complaining (laughs) right which i think is entertaining yeah and then but we have brand rules sure and i think that's helpful on one side to like keep production at a certain quality and theme that we want but also it helps generate new ideas yeah because we can look at our you know you can look at your own business and i can look at your business and be like what's coming up here right what could be done better what do you need to debate or discuss with andrew Mm mm-hmm what do you want to question right now about what's going on online or with your own stuff? Yeah. If I see a tweet, I'm like, oh, fuck that. Can we talk about that? Oh, that <laughs> is this, sucks. Is this tweet an episode? Yeah. yeah. But I think that's been helpful. I mean, from my perspective, because I'm doing topic selection, mm-hmm. episode design. Yeah. Has it been helpful for you? Or you don't even notice it because I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing the design now. To be honest, I don't even care. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I mean that in like... But that's the best thing, though. You don't have to care. Yeah. So right now, I... on thir- we, we still record on Thursdays, Andrew and I. And th- we're recording this on Tuesday because Andrew's not here. And we just, you know, was, we po- we actually pushed this back a few That's because I'm in the house. I mean, sure. I was like, oh, I don't feel like it today. Right. Um, And we... Basically, I sit down. I turn on my microphone. I, you know, and if it's Andrew, we, we pull up Skype or whatever. I go into Google Drive or I go into the calendar. It's kind of everywhere. There's like there's one file. There's one right. folder for the it's it's the episode number and like kind of a pseudo title. And inside that Google Drive folder is a Google sheet that's just titled the episode number. In this case, it's 073. And there's a whole um, sheet with like the intro that I have to read, the middle name, the shout outs that I have to do at the end. If I have to read uh, any anything I have to read, questions that you prepare or bullet points that I need to cover. And they're short enough where I can sort of glance and not miss what we're talking about or get derailed. And what I do is we're, you, you know, for right now with with Andrew, we're using Zencaster, which is like, you know, we just I just send him the link. We jump on. I hit record. We do the episode, I, st- I hit stop, and it automatically uploads those files to Google Drive, and then I'm done. Yeah, you literally show up. I show up, and I, I it's like, and what I want it, and it's kind of the equivalent of like, hey, I show up in the morning for my morning show, hair and makeup comes in, dabs me all up, I sit there, some producer walks over, hands me a piece of paper, and say, read this. Right. And I'm like, great. And I stare at the camera, and I'm like, Ron Burgundy, and I'm like... <laughs> Do, reading the things unique new york yeah the human torch was denied, denied a bank, bank loan, loan. <laughs> scotchy scotch scotch down into my belly uh but you get to be the talent i 
Yes. And it's like, uh, it's something that I love. And like the only reason I can do that. And, and Andrew right now feels that he can't do that because of the topic matter. Right? On his show. On his show. Yeah. On Listen Money Matters, where it's like, he's got to be so involved because he's because he essentially needs to be the expert and so therefore if he doesn't know a concept like a, a new you know financial concept he has to go in and learn that and he has to do that research and go through all that and then create show notes and then show up and then do but he doesn't do any of the post-production he does exactly what i do and so but with business and this show specifically we really only kind of the constraint is we only talk about the things that we know, right? True. And it, but I mean that my argument is a good show is talking about the things you know. Is my sure. argument. And I mean I'm doing another push, podcast push, that's push the mic more to your lips. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning teaching you. <laughs> the studio, it's so fancy. Um I'm doing another podcast that's launching. Yeah. Uh this April and it's called hashtag Colorado life. It's about Colorado life. Mm-hmm. I am designing episodes for uh, that have the buckets filled in, but I don't know all the like Colorado road trips they've ever done. Sure. They have to do a little bit of work, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more than I money do. lab. Because yeah. Well, I, Cause you know, you're also live with you. Right. It's pretty easy to come up with a topic episode, but there is, I'm still play, playing architect and they're filling in the furniture in the house. Yeah. Or picking out the backsplash for the kitchen. But I'm just like, let me build you a space. And I think that's possible for any podcast. And it's nice to think about what what is your container and your framework? Mm-hmm. Because then you can just play around in it and just show up. Well, we we watched a show called The Prophet. Yes. And I love that show. Yeah. Joel Runyon on Twitter was like, I, I said, I, I think I like Shark Tank. I was like, I'm like is this a guilty pleasure? I don't know. And I, I I think I like it because I'm entertained by it, but it's missing something. And he goes, watch The Prophet. The Prophet is basically, you know, taking one um, one company and kind of seeing it all the way through. The investment, the 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 pitch, everything, like just the rebuilding of it and using the, the funds and stuff. And it's just one guy who's super rich and he invests his own money in these and small really companies smart. and really smart. But there's another, so they have this show that we love and Andrew loves. We, we turned Andrew onto it, but we, there's another show called the profit look back or insider, insider look or something, look or something like, that. like that. Yeah. So there's another show where they go through him and his producer. Yeah. Uh, they sit in, in on a green screen and they literally watch old episodes and then they comment on what, you know, Marcus is thinking and what I think her name's Amber, like what she was going through as a producer to be right. like, oh, you know, we were hiding up in the in the trailer and we saw that the guy was like fighting with his with his mother. And so, like, we told you to run in there like she's literally like telling him what to do based on what she knows about him and what she knows about in general and what makes a good show what creates a good story and drama and like she's the director she's the puppeteer she's you know she's got this person who is a personality she knows when you know when he's fired up he's better when he's you know all this stuff and she directs the whole thing and it's like that is and and he the guy is probably so busy he doesn't really I don't know. He doesn't, it doesn't seem, it doesn't strike me that he spends too much time pre- like creating the show himself. He's literally just the guy who shows up and does what he's good at. And he's hired somebody who understands story better, who right. understands what, you know, what makes him tick and what makes, you know, humans tick in general and yeah. like what would make a good episode and not. Yeah. You know, and then obviously she has final say on what gets edited, what gets put in the show, all this stuff. That is exactly the relationship that we have right now, where it's like you understand me, you understand Andrew as well. Sure, for the for you know less so, but still, you know, I know enough about his business that right. I could actually say, write a question for you to ask him. Exactly, and vice versa. You know what he does for a living, and so therefore you know what what Andrew, you know, so you can write all these things. Sure, and you could do your research if there's a, if it's a topic that you know is interesting you might go and pull tweets you might go and you know research something or like hey this person said this about x just discuss yes you know it's not i don't i don't, it's not rocket science but what it is oh thanks hold on <laughs> i gotta finish my thought okay what it is is understanding what 
makes a good story, right? What makes it emotional? What makes it entertaining? Like there's a lot of like nuance there that yes, it doesn't require like math skills to craft. Sure. It requires intuitiveness to know what a good show is and what is a shitty show. Yep. And this happens a lot when cuz cuz Laura right now who's Andrew's wife, she is editing the Listen Money Matters show and she will say this was garbage and just can it. Yes. Cuz she's like you guys were she's the no yeah, no chemistry, like whatever. She's been in the room where there was one episode we did where I basically jumped on Skype with Andrew on like a Saturday morning because I was stressed out about my rental property. Yeah. And I was having, I had to evict this woman and I was like, I'm so over it. And we just got on Skype to talk about it like as a private conversation. But we have it set up on Skype to like just auto record. Right. And she like as she heard everything somehow, like she just heard what he was saying on his side of things. Giving you advice and telling yeah, giving, you what to do. Yeah. And she was like, and I could hear in the background, like, that's an episode. <laughs> that's an episode. Yeah. So she knew just, and she was the catalyst for Listen Money Matters. She was the reason we even started a podcast because Andrew and I were just friends. We would jump on Skype. We met through Fizzle. We would talk about business and just, just laugh or do whatever, like just be. For hours. For hours. And she just overheard a very one-sided conversation i think she might have heard me at the time because we didn't use like fancy mics or headphones we were just kind of talking through our like laptop speakers or whatever and i she just was like you guys should start a podcast yeah like you would this would be good this is good banter yeah and therefore that's why he's on money lab is because we already have that chemistry we know it works yep that's it yeah oh so simple it is (laughs) i mean it is simple i think but documenting it and sitting down for a second and being like, why does this work? Yeah. And being like, oh, right. That's why it works. Right. We now have a formula. We have a structure for that. Keep doing what works. Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap up, where do you want the podcast to go? It's your one year anniversary. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want this to feel like in the next year? Well, I want it to feel exactly the way it feels now where I show up and and basically be the dumb dumb talent that just like sees into a microphone <laughs> air horn sound effects <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i just yeah i want to do that do you I, think you you do you think with that structure in place you will still enjoy it in yeah, a year yeah really yeah because it's, you're i'm still doing the thing i like which the is talking I, yeah the thing i hate bullshitting is, about business you know what I, I you know i like going to class i hate doing the homework oh that's a great analogy yeah okay so like the homework is already Sucks. done for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so you think though that this makes this medium sustainable for you. A hundred percent. Cool. hundred percent. So have, I, I don't still ha- have a job. You do. <laughs> and I don't, yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a, it's a drag. I actually look forward to recording days with Andrew. Like I don't I look, even think you knew how many episode downloads you were getting. No, I don't. Because you don't even have to go into no, it anymore. That's kind of nice. It's very nice. Because then you can look and be like, oh, my God, we doubled. The other thing we thought about, too, was like, I have a lot more breathing room to think about how I'm presenting myself on the show. And coming up with the ads we're doing this month. Yeah. Like we there there was a lot more creative space to be mm -hmm. like, wait a second. What do we want to do with our ad space for the month of April? Right. And so that's what we're doing. And that's super fun. But. Also, I think um, I would like to see the show grow. Totally. I, 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 we have some ideas on how to do that, but I would like to see those things put into action. Okay. If anyone listening has a podcast or knows a podcast can make an introduction, do it. Cause you, we so want, like we, yeah, we, we kind of agree or assume at least that in order to grow the show, we need to get more people who are already listening to podcasts to listen to this one or try this one out. Yeah. And you, so the way to do that is going you, on other shows. Right. You as a guest on podcasts works. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Depends yeah, on the and I, podcast. And it's anecdotal. Like right now I know like, oh, people found me through Niche Pursuits or Side Hustle Nation or even Listen Money Matters. Right. Um, but they're already in that medium. They already yeah. consume podcasts. It's mm-hmm. an easy place. So yeah, seeing that's it one grow. thing. And obviously, I'm just doing the thing that I'm already good at, and I have the setup to do it. So sure. it's like, why not? Yeah, it's just more talking. That's, yeah, I'm, I love that. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I would like to see it grow. I would like to see it get some recognition 
I would like to get to see it get some recognition for being like a ridiculously like good a, show, like a Grammy. Like, that would yeah, be nice. If there was a Grammy <laughs> version of for podcasting. Like, I mean, any sort of validation's good, sure. right? Growth, you know, numbers, traffic numbers, or, or download numbers. You, Honestly, money I don't really care as much about as like accolades. Sure. Not accolades. I'm not looking for awards or anything. But just but some you sort would of, take one. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, I would take one. But just as some sort of metric to know that like. Hey, what you're doing is good. Keep doing good stuff. And of course, I get those emails from people like, I love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Or I love your website. Keep up the good work. Those are just like validation points. Yeah. You know, they're checkpoints in the existence. And I'm going to keep going and I keep playing the game. But, I, you know, yeah, there's and, and look, there's a there's a there's a level. I know this for sure. Like there are we we know there are like 40,000 people listening to Listen Money Matters. Right. <coughs> we know that n- number. So every time I get on the mic, 40,000 people are hearing me talk. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I don't even care. It's the same sh- showing up to Money Lab as it's showing up to that. Sure. Or doing it. Pr- yeah, it doesn't matter. So like, I don't even know. So the, I guess the answer is like numbers don't matter for me that right. much. I think it's, it's, I just, lo- I mean, if growth, I mean, look, we just, I, I didn't know that there was 2,000 people listening to an episode now. Yeah. That is Oh, cool. Let's keep going. Like, of course. Like, I'm already going to sure. keep going. But or like, like it's when people send you tweets, or people email you, yeah. or people leave reviews. Yeah, like, all of those things are just like keep. It's just a. It's it. They're checkpoints. Like, and keep going. and you like the process now, so then you will keep going yeah. because the process is easy mm-hmm. and seamless. So yeah, and it's um, and I and now that I feel so liberated from like the creation of it because they're because. I mean, one of the biggest reasons I left Listen Money Matters, which we've talked about before, is that I was so... Oh, years ago when you left before you came back this time. Yeah. Yeah. I was so burned out from doing everything, like the the show prep, the recording. And it was daily. Daily, On top of it. Yeah, daily. I was doing the editing. I was uploading to Libsyn. Like, I was, you know, wasn't writing the show notes, thankfully, but everything else, yeah, I, I, and it, and it's, so it's by the time that, you show up for an episode, you're burned out and you haven't even pressed record yet. Yeah. And I was good at all of that stuff. I'm, I know how to do it all. Yeah. And that's kind of the curse is that I, you know, Can. it is my wheelhouse. Sure. Except when you do it, when you do something over and over and over and over again with no creative spin to it, it's like, ah, right. Can't. Yeah. But now you're free. But now I'm free. And it's sort of like, well, shit, this is so easy for me to show up and do this. Can we, is it, can we leverage this now? Can yeah. I do more? Yeah. Is there more t- voice talking I can do? Yeah. And that's like, yeah, the ads. You can do crazy ads. You have the space to produce like ads that people don't do because it's because t- podcasting itself is time consuming. But yeah. for me, it really isn't. Yeah. And I wonder how many people who podcast actually have a legit producer like a legit director who's putting together the episodes talent like like literally scheduling them yeah like you know the the uh, the equivalent of the person who walks into your uh you know your newsroom and hands you a piece of paper like here's today's scoops read this you know right the news anchors not researching scoops no they're not they're not gonna they could be a part of it like john stewart or something on the daily show sure part part of the writer's room Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 But at the end of the day, like most of the stuff that they're saying on screen is written by other people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just the only way to sustain. Yep. My opinion. Yeah. So here's to another year. Thank you. Thank you for helping. You're welcome. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Are we done? So I can just. Uh, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say about producing the show? Nope. All right. You want, you, Your you turn. Want, you you want, want me to write. You want me to do the yeah. closing? Oh, my God. I've written this so many times that. I don't think I've ever read it. All right. Uh, I want to thank Will Gibbons for sending in Matt's new middle name. Listen to my outro at two times speed, which is hilarious. Yes. And people should listen to the intro of the podcast at half speed. It is funny as hell. It is funny. So yeah, mess with the songs. Um, I'm going to read this line. I want to thank Steph for joining me on this episode of Money Lab. Steph, where can folks find you online? Right now, um, tweet me at Steph Halligan. There you go. That's where I'm living right now. Cool. Uh, head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and email Matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on the show and feel free to send him a new middle name. Please, we need more. Mm-hmm. Please email Matt. 
Um, if you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, please leave a review. Whew. I can't <laughs> believe you read that every episode. I wanted it to be longer. I could do longer. <sighs> no, I think it's fine. Nope. Um, and I want to read a review. This is a really nice review from Katie Joy B uh, on Apple Podcasts. She says, Matt, Andrew, and their incredible guests talk all things business, but it's so much more than that. You'll get tons of actionable advice and tangible tips, but you'll also get heaps of humor and great conversation from truly engaging individuals that have been where you are and want to see you succeed. Thank you so much for putting out a spectacular show, guys. Keep up the great work. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. That's very nice. Uh, do you want me to do this yeah. part? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>